Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Catalyst Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today we are joined with the ever-magical Josette LeBlanc. Josette is an energy alchemist and intuition mentor who unlocks the memory of soul-led visionaries. Through her life-altering energy work, mentoring, and coaching, she guides these leaders in expressing their purpose so that they do the important work they're meant to do. Josette bridges the wisdom she gained from her long career as a teacher educator with her expertise in coaching. She combines this with intuition-based healing modalities to amplify the innate wisdom and intuitive power of the people she works with. As the host of the podcast, Josette's Soul Salon, you're also able to access this wisdom and power yourself. And gosh, when I think of Josette, I think of the beginning of the soul expressed journey of mine. For those who have read my book, she is introduced in chapter one as somebody that supports my awakening. And I know that she is that catalyst, that spark for so many others in this world and so many more to come. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It is part one of two. When we recorded part one, we didn't know it was a part one. It wasn't until after we were done recording that we got the guidance to record a part two. So don't fret when you get to the end. There are going to be two episodes with Josette. And I am just always ecstatic to have her here. So without further ado, I welcome you to this soul-led conversation with my good friend, Josette LeBlanc. Josette, hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to the new and improved, the intuitive catalyst. I'm so glad you're here. Same. Oh my gosh, so excited to be here talking with you again. How lucky am I? <laughs> so lucky. I know it's it's rare. So Josette and I are good, good friends. We talk pretty much every day through Voxer, which is a voice messaging app. And it's rare and special to be meeting like quote unquote face to face. We're on zoom right now. So many advertisements. I'm not sponsored y'all, um, <laughs> but it's such a treat to see you face to face shows that and you're today you're in Canada. Tell us, tell us where you are and yeah, so your today, earthly like, orientation, right? Earthly orientation. Usually I'm in South Korea, which is like, I, I don't know how many hours difference, but usually it's nighttime daytime. And now we're in the same you know, I mean, you're I mean, in Nova Scotia. So yeah, sorry. Only that. four hour difference versus like, what, 16 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always just like, time doesn't exist. So she's somewhere out there floating in the ether and she'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm in Nova Scotia now. So a lot closer, a lot closer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same date. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How, how are you entering the space today? How are you? Yeah, I'm good right now. I'm looking out on the ocean here. Um, as I talk to you in the distance and I just, yeah, it's a beautiful day and just mm. like, just feel really grateful to be, to be witness of this amazing nature around me where I am in Nova mm. Scotia right now. It's just really beautiful. I mean, everywhere's beautiful, but it's, uh, it just hits me, you know, especially when you have the ocean right in front of you. Like that's, that's, that's something I take mm. for granted when I'm in Korea, I live in the mountains. So it's a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I am today. 
Beautiful. I can't wait to be staring out into the ocean every morning. That's for those that have read my book, they know that that's, that's, that's forthcoming. So I'm grateful that you're there and I'm also a little jelly, but it's okay. Come over anytime. Come over. Oh my gosh. We had a beautiful grounding before we started and you had some spiritual ancestors come forward and we'll get into, I'm, I feel like we're going to get into that a bit today, but before we start, uh, for those of you that have not heard from Josette, because Josette was here in season one. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. I want to say it was episode three or four of season one, but for those who don't know you tell us a little bit about yourself, your spiritual path, what is your big work and what role does your intuition play in that work? Okay. I love these tiny questions. (laughs) Um, So no, you know, these are my favorite. These are my favorite questions to answer. So I guess I'll start with my big work because as I look through uh, my whole, my history, I'm I'm now 44 years old. I was like, how old am I? Anyway, I was 44. Um, Through all the things that I've done, I was an English language teacher and all the versions of me, the one thing that always uh, motivated me was to just help people do what they, you know, what they're meant to do, what they feel called to do, you know. And what I feel most passionate about is helping people who are on the cusp of like just a breakthrough of diving into their, into their spiritual power, their, their intuitive wisdom is just helping them break that barrier so that they can get through it. Um, And I'm just like, that's my passion. My passion is helping you do what you're, you're, why you came here, why you came to earth to do what, you you know, we're all, we all have these, these missions. And basically I want to help you uh, get on with it. (laughs) And it's always been the way in everything that I've done. Um, and, but getting to where I am today, you know, I was an English teacher and now I'm a full-time energy worker, entrepreneur, coach, mentor, you know, the mixture of all those things. Um, I feel like I'm really where I've always meant, I've always been meant to be um, because, you know, with energy work, it's a, just a whole different ball game than like when you're talk, talking about English teaching, you know, <laughs> just a little different, um, Yeah, a little, a little different. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, there's more to, there's more there. <laughs> I mean, we have some time today to learn a little bit about what it is you do. Uh, so a lot's happened since we saw you last. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on with you the last year? What have you been navigating? What are like some of the big lessons that are rising to the surface as I ask this question, like where, what, what's up? How's it been? Yeah. Yeah. So I can't remember when we last, like when the last interview was like when it was like the last conversation, uh, like what period it was. But I, if I look at, if I look, I kind of like bookmark things between eclipses, as you know. So I'm like, like love, and we'll talk more about this later, but following the stars, understanding what's happening in the stars helps me understand, um, what's going on within me. And I mean, you know, if anybody knows astrology, that's not like, everybody's like, Oh yeah, of course. Like I've been doing that. You know, some people have been doing that their whole lives. For me, it's kind of new, this idea of being able to orient with the stars. And, um, and for me, the orientation that really comes to mind when you say, uh, 
you know, what has happened in the last year has been between eclipses and uh, May to May. And I think the lesson there for me, you know, what I've been really learning is um, how to be in my body, how to be in my body, mm-hmm. the value of my body, uh, the wisdom of my body, and how I can't ignore my body. And the reason I'm able, I, that has been a big lesson to me because I think, I think everybody on earth, this is the big challenge. How do I deal with my body? And like, there's obviously like extreme cases, you know, people um, dealing with illnesses or uh, anything like that, but it's our body that kind of determines a lot of how we're, we're going to be able to move through the world, how we're going to move our missions through the world. Right. And uh, I had some severe cases of anxiety. I hadn't experienced that in a long time. And uh, it, I learned a lot through that experience. I learned a lot about my capacity, my capacity for expanding my soul. And knowing that um, it's not only about my intentions, it's also about what my body is able to handle. So that has been a huge lesson for me because I think I've always, and you know me well, I've always, you know, relied on my intellect and my mind and to get me out of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thrown into a situation or like not thrown, but whatever, met a situation, encountered the universe helped me see <laughs> that I needed to encounter a, a situation that gave me anxiety in order to, in order to, to flow with it, to ride it and see what it means for my body and what it means for my existence, you know? So that's been a big lesson. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I'm like, what question do I start with? Because right now your spiritual ancestors are basically guiding me. I just keep getting downloads of what questions to ask. Yeah. And they're kind of like ready to jump in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I, what I hear you saying is, you're very analytical, very in your head, um, problem solver. I mean, I come to you for like strategy. <laughs> I come to you for, I mean, of course you hold a lot of space for my emotional processing. And um, I know that I can, can understand a problem more deeply and more in a more like strategic and analytical way if I approach you with it. Um And what I'm hearing you say is that you've been deeply feeling into your human experience. And Mm so I I feel like we're kind of like dancing around this concept right now of who are you as a spiritual being, right? Mm -hmm. And and I know that we've talked about this and and I did get consent from you to (laughs) talk about this before we started, is that you identify as a starseed. Mm-hmm. And just got I, oh my gosh, me too. My whole body is lighting up because this is the first time on the podcast that we've actually talked about this concept. I mm-hmm. dance around it on my IG. I tag star seeds in my, on my Instagram um, posts. And I talk about them sometimes in my lives, but this is the first time I think either one of us are really coming out and saying, Hey, this is part of who we are. This is a big part of who you are. This is part of who I am as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe provide us some definition. What does it mean to be a starseed? Mm-hmm. And we'll just go from there. 
Yeah, this is super cool. I mean, you can research the word stars and I have done it. You can Google starseed. Some of that is pretty unreliable though. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what I want to say. So what you're, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, if you identify as a starseed, you're going to come to the definition yourself. And my definition is, um, again, chills. (laughs) My definition for me, what I know is that my soul did not first come into being in on this earth okay so Mm. and and my soul's home is not this earth and i'm not saying there's nothing against earth or whatever like that what i mean is i have lived many lives in galaxies and star systems that um the yeah different star systems i can't pinpoint where i can't tell you exactly the name of it i'm not sure syrian Arcturian, like, and you can learn about all these, these star seeds, um, these ancestors and these old, um, well, yes, ancient societies, right? Some of them exist, some of them don't exist. Um, some have existed and no longer exist, just as the human race, you know, so the human race, right now, we are existing in this timeline. And just like the human race is existing in this timeline, there are um, other races that are existing or have existed in other star systems, just like earthlings, you know? And so my soul has experienced, I have, that's, that's how I identify. And for us in a star seed, you know, how you identify yourself, it's very nuanced for some, I think, from what I understand from having talked to, to star seeds, other star seeds, people who identify, there's a real sense of knowing that you don't really belong here. <laughs> and that can be really easy to say because it's not like um, it's not like everybody feels like they belong, right? Like I think humans right. can it's very easy for anyone to say, I don't feel like I belong. Or um, but there's a different feeling to it. For me, because um, I definitely have that feeling of, of you know, not feeling like I belong within a group, right? And or something like I've struggled with that, and we can talk about that too, because that's a big, big part of my uh, starseed um, ancestry is that sense of that fear of, of belonging or not belonging. But it's kind of like um, so. For example, here's how I can give an example. I've always been really curious about language, but not only language, like how to communicate more like how do like, why do humans like, why do human, like what words do humans use in order to express certain emotions? And um, when I was, when I first got to Korea in 2005, that's kind of like where everything opened up. I don't And it wasn't even about the Korean language. Uh, it was where I started learning about the, the nonviolent communication. It just like coincidentally, like I started meeting people who were studying this and, and I, it felt like for the first time I felt understood. Mm. Um, it was like, and it wasn't just like, it was the first time I was like, Oh, this is how humans are supposed to talk to be understood this kind of sense of like, I don't know if this is making sense to your it, listeners. It is. Yes, please. 
Because it's like, you know, we go through life, we communicate with each other, our humans communicate, we try to convey messages. And I just always felt misunderstood, not understood. And not only that, but I felt like there were so many people who communicate together who don't understand each other. And I was like, how is this? Like, how are we functioning? Like, how is this possible when we have a common, like, quote unquote, like, I mean, I'm not saying that every culture has a common language, whatever, but, but you and I are speaking the English language, right? Right. And communicating. And I can say something, and this is, I don't know. It has happened between us that we've had misunderstanding. It doesn't happen often, I think, because our energies are so connected, but mm-hmm. we have had misunderstandings before. And it's like, how can we be speaking the same language and mm-hmm. still come away with different understandings? Even the people that, who I love, whom I love the most and who have known me the longest, I can still walk away being like, holy crap, like that, that did not go well. And, and you know what I mean? And then we have different emotional experiences walking away because of the misunderstandings. But what I'm hearing, I think what I'm hearing you saying in terms of just the starseed orientation with all of this is, and I've heard you say this before, is that what a lot of starseeds seem to have, like the common thread is this sense of, I don't belong here. What I keep hearing is I don't fit in here. Right. Thank you. Which I think are very different because you... My friend, Josette LeBlanc, like belong here. Right. We need you here versus right. this world was not made for me. Right. right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I don't fit in. Right. You're kind of like a little, just a little off, like a little like, and I, I have yeah. worked really hard to fit in. Like, really, I mean, I grew up, I mean, the small, the, the place I'm, I'm right now, a small French, like Francophone Acadian community in rural Nova Scotia, where everybody has the same last name. (laughs) And like, we're not cousins, but we are like, it's so there's this sense. So there's a sense of having to fit in in order to survive, but knowing that you don't, and not only that you don't, but you don't really want to. It's like, Mm. because you know, you know that like that goes against the authenticity of who you are, like, and which is why I do the work that I do so that I can, you know, trust this feeling and be okay with it. (laughs) Right. Mm. So yeah, we, there's a sense of not fitting in and that's going to look different for everyone. Like I have some starseed friends, they, they communicate in light language. Um, Super interesting. If you, if you, you've never heard this, just just google light language find people who speak light language on um on instagram or tiktok it's you know and that's it's a channeling of an of their home planet's language it's an intuitive message that's it's amazing i don't i don't do that that's not my uh it hasn't happened yet i don't communicate that way but um yeah so there's so many different um variations of um of how starseed energy will communicate through someone. And for me, it's, uh, it's now doing this, this energy work is remembering that I have this ability to, to channel energy. And I think that's a big indication of starseeds is, uh, I mean, you don't identify as a starseed and you do that. It's a different type of energy, perhaps. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, what I will say is that I have, 
what I've learned over the last year is I don't, I, I know I originated, like I'm an earth seed. I know that. Mm-hmm. But what I was also shown is that I was made from stardust also. So it's like, I, I don't identify as a full star seed, but I do know that there are components of my being that are from the stars and of the stars. And I think that that might be true for most people. And um, yeah, there's, there's also this component of <laughs> we're getting into all of the, I'm also, I also identify as an earth angel, which means very different things for different people. We unpack this quite a bit in season one with um, some other guests that I have on the show. And what I, I'm, I'm sitting here, like, why is this coming forward? I think that it's just the message that I'm hearing in this moment is that our existence is more expansive than we've been allowing ourselves to believe it is. Right. So there are all of these different ways that we identify as spiritual beings. And the more we dig into and begin to trust our intuition and the ways that messages are flowing through us, like I said, we connected with Josette's spiritual ancestors before this call, who I know have really guided your journey of, of understanding who you are. And I think that this podcast episode, I suppose, is kind of a busting open of the belief that we are simply, quote unquote, simply humans who are all experiencing the same spiritual lineage. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. So what comes through as you hear that? Yeah, like, uh, I just, I guess, first is like, what a relief to know that. And just like, yeah, what a relief to know that we are so much more than this, like, Josette's and Josette's ancestry. And like, I mean, that tells us the story that tells there's, there's a story, but it's just, there's so many possibilities. There's so many possibilities. It feels very expansive. And yeah, the word relief comes to mind. It's just really, um, you know, I know some people when they feel that, that sense of expensiveness can feel very scary for them because I think they don't, they feel like that there's nothing to ground on. But to me, it's just, it's like, there's so much magic that's possible. So much magic that's possible when we know that our existence is so much more than this. When I know this, I feel lighter. I feel much more hopeful. I feel like I have more to tap into more energy to tap into. Yeah. I think that's it for now. That's there's nothing else coming up, but there's more. It's going to come. It's just not coming now. So the question that's coming through, again, I'm just letting your ancestors move through me with these questions. The question that they have in this moment for you, Josette, is what is the relationship to star seeds being here? And really the question is why? Why did you choose to come? Why are star seeds here? Why are you here? And yeah, we'll start there. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, this, you know, and it's always like, you got to, you know, this is the challenge of being able to communicate these things. Cause you're like always wondering who's the person listening on the other end. But the point is, is like, okay, why do we come here? Why am I here doing this work? Why do I care about helping people do their work? How, you know, uh, helping them uh, identify with their soul, helping them uh, speak their soul's voice. Right. Because we need to change this. I mean, come on. Earth, it's a shit. I mean, Earth is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with Earth at all. Gaia, 
magnificent humanity has got to change. The, like that has got, got to change. And we come here because that's our mission to help bring peace, joy, love, elevation, you know, and how do you, the only way you can do that, the only way is when you attune to your soul's voice. There's no, mm. you can't be attuning to the voice of the matrix, the systems, right? The matrix to me will in, is, you know, the movie got it right. We believe the illusion. Humans are, most humans believe the illusion that, um, you know, money is real, time is real, systems are real, uh, all these things. And that our body is experiencing that. It's for sure, you know, we are, we are really experiencing that, but we are so much more than that. That's the expansion. We are so much more than that. And so star seeds, earth angels, earth seeds, anyone called to this work is here to bust that paradigm. <laughs> And it feels super like, like my human body right now is saying, oh my God, she is full of shit. Look at her. She thinks she's going to save the earth. And I constantly like that. That is exactly the voice the matrix implants in you. Like yeah. it's the conditioning. No, because I know the work that you have done, the work that I have done, the work that I have witnessed. We, we are busting the pair. Like it is crumbling. Like it is. And that's why, that's why we're here. <laughs> oh my gosh. This gives me so much life. So here, so in this moment, what I'm hearing you say, and you know, you say our human bodies experience this, what you call the matrix, what we call the matrix, which is just, I, I kind of describe it as like the facade that's covering like what's really real. If we were all deeply feeling intuitive, like trusting our intuition, the matrix wouldn't exist. It's it, we've gotten to where we are as this kind of, I was just say wounded collective, this mm. wounded human collective. I almost said broken, but we're not broken. We're wounded. This wounded human collective, we've gotten to where we are because we stopped trusting our inner knowing our spiritual intuitive knowing. Mm -hmm. And, and so the matrix exists because in order for us to be able to survive, I think in order for us to survive, like we have to put up these like constructs to like, to survive. I don't, I mean, that's kind of what's survive in the matrix to survive in the matrix. I mean, what I'm, what I'm sensing is like, because we have gotten so far away from trusting our intuition, the Mm -hmm. matrix has kind of been like, like, okay, time is real. Money is real. Like it, it's just come out of this, like us trying to survive as, as a collective, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what's coming through and maybe we're getting too in the weeds with this. So I'll take it a step back. But what I heard you saying it, when we first started the call is that you have been deeply feeling into your humanness, your human body. So as a star seed, who's here to change the fucking world, why on earth would you want to feel into your human body? Like what, tell me that process and what that means to you. Well, we are humans in, uh, as you hear me talk about, it is dense down here. Like this, 
this human world or this, it's really, okay, it's dense, meaning thick, really hard to move through, right? And, but it's kind of like, okay, if, if you don't understand your surroundings, you're not gonna be able to move through your surroundings. Like if you don't know you're in a forest, you're never gonna get out of the forest. If you don't know, mm. if you're in water and you don't, you know, you don't know how to, you're not gonna get out of the water, right? Like, so it's like, I am the soul in this human body. Therefore I need to know how to navigate, how to, how to navigate this vessel. Yeah, I heard, I heard you're getting to know your vessel. Yeah, I got, I mean, this, I have never expressed this. So like there's some major, yeah, it's coming through. And so this vessel, Josette Leblanc, has had this capacity to do certain things. And um, it's kind of like, you know, when you walk a path many times, it gets beaten down, you know, you can see the path, right? And so um, the path that I have been walking up until this age has gotten me in some, some has gotten this comfortable groove going on, right? Whenever I start moving off that path, I have to do a little bit more work to, you know, tear down that grass or to like, to clear the grass. Like it's just, it takes, so the more, and because I know my mission here is great. I have some good work to do, some important work to do. Um, you know, I'm expanding that path all the time, all the time. Every mm. time I, I do something that's um, a little uncomfortable, like, like, um, like a little uncomfortable, different, right? Um, I'm, I've come from, again, where I come from, this body comes from this, this land, the ancestor, the story here has been a very conservative path. If you know my, my history and, and, um, and now I'm being asked to like, talk about being a star seed on a podcast. Like, you know, like it's, <laughs> I'm being asked to this. So I have to understand how my body's going to react to that. How am I going to react to people's reactions? My body's going to have some, my neural pathways are going to have a challenge with that, you know? So I have to understand what those challenges are, how it affects my body so that I can get beyond it so that I can actually do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because I have also been on a similar path as you well know, Josette, and some of my listeners may know, I can't remember if I've actually talked about this yet, but that I have also been on a path to feeling deeply into my human vessel, my human body. So, so what, so I guess the moral of the story is regardless of whether you're of this earth or not of this earth, like spiritually feeling into our human bodies is essential to connecting deeply with our intuition, to remembering who we are on a soul level. I, I talk about this a bit with some of my writing. I do um, articles. I write on medium and I talk about like the role of trauma in, in all of this, right? And so it's it's so complex. And I see I see us like unpacking these concepts as like this almost I'm seeing alchemy. It's like let's just like kind of experiment with with how we debrief some of these concepts. But what I'm yeah. also what I've talked about, and this is kind of a forthcoming article, is trauma 
keeps us out of our human bodies, our human vessels. Like it keeps us disassociated from our humanness. And um, the way that I kind of have described it to you, and and I know that this is a concept that I'm still trying to figure out how to put into words, is that our trauma acts like traffic jams within our human body, right? Mm, yeah. And and to be able to clear those traffic jams, it requires us to be really present with the ways that trauma shows up in our body. And, and to be really clear, trauma doesn't necessarily have to mean trauma from this life or even like the lives of your ancestors because our ancestral trauma stays in our body. So it's, 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 yes, that's a big part of it, but then there's also like spiritual trauma, right? Like we, if you think about, we think of, you know, ancestry and I just got goosebumps all over. We think of ancestry as this like really linear thing where it's like, okay, well I have, I have a mom and a dad and my mom and dad have a mom and dad and, you know, and it goes out now. And, but that is such a linear way when I am shown. So in this moment, they're showing me what, what ancestry and spiritual existence actually looks like. It's like, it's not just this two-dimensional linear family tree. It is like, the universe, like it goes in all different, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings existing in multiple dimensions at all times. And, and every single one of our experiences and our lessons reside within our body Mm -hmm. for some reason, like our human vessel can, can hold it not Mm -hmm. always super well, as we know, like within this very tough world we're navigating right now, this is, I've been told this is one of the hardest dimensions this is one of the hardest planets in terms of like the density and like how difficult it is for us to just flow and be and tune in. And so with all of that, it's like, I'm just hearing it's important. It's important to feel into your human body as terrifying as that can be as difficult as that can be. And it's just, it matters. Well, yeah, and it it matters. And this is another thing I think the more comfortable you become with paradox, (laughs) the better you'll live as a human. So it's like, okay, we have these human bodies and we are actually souls, but we need these bodies hurt and we need to feel that pain in order to expand. Like, (laughs) it seems so like illogical. And that, but I think that's, that's, that's a really important it's really important to know that, like to, to understand that it, yes, it doesn't make sense. And it's true. <laughs> you know, like traditional logic yeah. has no place <laughs> in, in spiritual understanding is what I'm hearing. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the, the entry points that I had to holding paradox and, and being able to like expand my consciousness. So this is for people who are just like, how do I even begin to do this? Emotions. Mm -hmm. So emotions are deeply, deeply spiritual experiences. Um, 
it, it, it's interesting because when we think of emotions, a lot of times they, you know, they originate in our body. Clearly they, they come from these like neural, like synapses and pathways and, and, you know, the reptilian brain and all that. So it's like a part of our human experience very deeply. And yet emotions are also very spiritual experiences. And the first like entry point that I would have to anyone who's like trying to explore how to hold seemingly competing notions or ideas is, can you be sad and happy at the same time? Mm-hmm. Can you be, th- and I've been navigating a lot of grief um, these last several weeks. And one of the really beautiful things about grief is that it is such an expansive experience. So in my grief, of course, I've been sad and going, you know, shuffling through the anger and all of that. And also having these moments of like remembrance of the deep, deep love that's required in order for grief to come to be because mm-hmm. grief is, you don't grieve things you don't love, mm-hmm. right? At, at one point you love in order to grieve. So, and that that love still exists. Like this is, it's happening all at once. And I have goosebumps all over my body. So if you are in a space where you're like, I don't know how to hold different things. It's, it's just about breath and really connecting with all of these like conflicting emotions that are happening, quote unquote, conflicting emotions that are happening all at once. I'm hearing your ancestors in this moment, Josette saying like, that is the entry point because every single one of us have an experience emotions I mean, I used to teach emotional intelligence, so I know every second, every seven seconds, you're you're shuffling through a different emotional experience. Every four-ish hours, you're you have a different emotional mood. So mm-hmm. you, as a human, whether or not you're in touch with that is a different, is a different, you know, totally different thing. But you have these emotions that can very well be pathways to your spiritual expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is, that's why, you know, mindfulness is such a powerful spiritual pathway. If mindfulness is not about uh, ignoring, you know, clear your mind, clear your mind. No, it's like ride the waves. It's, it's, it's uh, what are you feeling right now? What are you hearing? What are you tasting? What are you like that? And, but like, yeah. And the more you acknowledge the emotion, like, it'll pass. Not that you do it in order to pass, but it's like the more you feel it, how do you feel it? You feel it in your body. Uh, Yeah. Emotions are so magical because they will also point very clearly to where you need to uh, change things, right? Like if you're constantly anxious. Yeah. Well, they're such a powerful indicator of alignment and misalignment. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, once you, once you're able to admit that, you know, okay, I don't want to feel this anxiety anymore. And you pay attention to what is required in order to no longer feel it, you'll realize that there are things you have to remove out of your life for it, you know, for you to not have anxiety anymore. And what, do, what is that? The end game is alignment, alignment with your um, with your, with your soul. Uh, so yeah, your emotions are 
a powerful entry point and a huge, yeah, again, why, <laughs> the reason why we, we become human so that we can learn, right? I mean, that's, that's why we, why would we want to come into these, so, these, these bodies that feel these ridiculous feelings, <laughs> right? Why would I want to be in pain? And, and you, we've talked about it, you know, we, and you can hear, I'm reading a lot about from Dolores Cannon, amazing, amazing um, hypnotherapist. Uh, but like, it's always about learning, 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 learning. We can't, and, and how do we learn? Through our emotional experiences in these human mm -hmm. bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm feeling called to bring us back to this notion of the matrix, mm -hmm. right? So, and I feel heavy even there. Like, do we have to? <laughs> but it's I, I important. Like it. It's you know, important. Yeah. So as we're talking about spiritual experiences, and then we kind of contradict that, or, you know, the matrix just feels very like dense and heavy and it is kind of like, and both are existing all at once. Like we are having to navigate this very dense experience of the matrix. Um, what do you want people to know about the matrix in terms of their, because a lot of the people that are here are, are in a very unique space where they're like just about to lift off or they're just learning about their intuition or they're, or they're moving more deeply into it. So what do you want them to know about the matrix and how can they begin to be mindful? Like similar to you were talking about, I have to know my human vessel. How can we get to know the matrix in order to navigate it and to move through it? Yeah. So I think the first one powerful indication of uh, if you are like stuck in the matrix or getting out of it or like, is to pay attention to, you know, what are, and again, this is why language is so much fun. How many, how often is the word should popping up in your head? Should, I should do this. Okay. So based on what premise, uh, because, you know, my boss said so, okay. So, okay. I should do this, you know, and often you'll see that it's related to time and money. The should, big shoulds around time and money. And in our, you know, North American, North American, European, I'm not sure, but in, anyway, I'll speak from North American perspective. Time is money, okay? So we know that, we've heard that. Um, but a lot of the shoulds we have is I should finish this. I should uh, do this by this time. I, you know, all these kind of, I also and, think of like status and approval. There's also this, like yes. the fitting in, right. Which is absolutely matrix thinking. I mean, I guess at the root, we could say that might have to do with time or money. But when I think of like a lot of the shoulds that I he heated, well, yeah. the ones that I really like what, when I was early in my career, a lot of my shoulds were like, well, what will my dad think? Or mm. um, what will people think? Am I going to be able to attract a partner? Like it's a, it's, it, I think that there's also this kind of like social construct associated with it too. Right. Well, yeah. And the, and the word professionalism came up when I was thinking of oh, I hate that word, right? <laughs> well, it's also incredibly, name. I mean, it's, it's a really classist and racist. And I mean, there's just so much about that word that it's like, it's for those who are familiar with, you know, equity and diversity and those kinds of things, like it is very much a, 
a way to like assimilate it. Professionalism is, is all it is at its core. Like the quote unquote professionalism just means like to assimilate and to fit in. Fit in. Like you have to like fit in. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. So, you know, I guess one good question to ask yourself is who would you be without those concepts? What would your look like? And that freaks people out. Like, Mm. what? If I didn't have a schedule, like if I didn't have to follow a schedule, like, is that even possible? Like, is it? And look at, and all you need to do is look at the quality of your life. Like, okay, take that schedule out. How would the quality of your life be? And I'm not saying that we, you know, that we're all like, just letting go of our responsibilities and all that. Um, But I just think of how hard I used to work for my schedule. Didn't like, didn't sleep enough, had way too much to do and was burning out like responsible you know, just burning out, the grind, out. the grind culture, especially as like an entrepreneur, like we're both entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and there's this kind of undertone in all of entrepreneurship. That's like, if you're not hustling, you're not doing it right. If you're not grinding, you're not doing it right. And yeah. that is a very matrix based mindset, very matrix based, because once you start noticing that you can do it differently based on your cycles of the month, cycles of the year, cycles, like just like nature, life, the earth, the gift of earth earth is that it functions on cycles. Humans are of the earth. (laughs) Therefore, we function on cycles too. We don't function human, like a tree does not function up to nine to five. Like there's not, there's no, there's not. So humans are the same. Once you start like wrapping your head around that and like start paying attention to how the quality of your life changes, once you start navigating around cycles, like doing your thing, doing life uh, based on a cycle, um, life gets a lot more like, again, maybe, maybe I'm also speaking from a privileged white woman perspective. I'm, you know, I'm aware of that and, uh, you know, that not everybody can just let go of their schedule. Again, responsibilities and things like that. That's, but you can make one shift and pay attention, you know, one shift that you can pay attention to regarding time. I think that's a big place to like play with. Um, I'm just right now trying to think of like, what's the easiest way to do that? And that'll come to me in a bit, but. Um, well, I know that you're big. Um, I'll just call it a hang up. Like your big hang up with the matrix is around time. Yeah. So we call it the time wound when yes. Josette and I are talking. Mine is around money. And they know this. Like I've been talking about this this season is really allowing myself to evaluate my wound around money and the beliefs that I've curated around money, um, which are very much matrix based and choosing to let go of a lot of the ways that I've allowed money to really dictate my experience and my existence in this human vessel in this life. And it's, it's so hard. It does. I mean, I am privileged. I, you know, I'm a mixed race, um, light, lighter skinned cis woman 
And I, I do have a dad who has been helping me with money. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being really real here. And so I come from that place of privilege and, um, you know, it's really vulnerable, but this is the first time in my life I've ever had any state assistance, right? Like that I've actually allowed myself to let go of my attachment to the ways that I should be operating in this system and say, okay, source, because source, the universe is the one that's been guiding me to like, let go of these sources of income that have been very stable generally. Like I quit a corporate job and then I was like pretty successful as a consultant doing diversity, equity, inclusion work and source urged me to let that go. And it allowed me to float down into like the spiritual and physical supports that are here to allow me to like really understand how to let go of all of this. And the message that keeps coming through for me just over the last several weeks is follow your energy, follow your energy, right? Because if we really tap into what our energy is saying, our energy doesn't want us to be doing work that is not nourishing our spirits, right? Yeah. And and again, incredibly privileged to be able to let go of a lot of these things and let go of a lot of these like safety nets. And our energy is always going to tell us where to go. And I am a full belief and I'm in the middle of it. So y'all ask me a year from now, like how I still feel about all of this, right? But okay. I, I am in the thick of it again, on state assistance, like for the first time in my life, like actually wondering where money will come from. And I, I am a full believer that if we allow ourselves to surrender to what the universe has in store for us. And for me, it was about letting all of that go. If we really surrender to it, I believe that abundance will come. I believe that prosperity will come because abundance and prosperity and all that, just like everything else in this entire universe is energy. And if we are following our energy and following the call of our spirit to let go of a lot of these ways that the matrix has kind of had a hold of us, we have to believe that there is energy that will flow back into us in different ways and make us whole. Yep. I think that is the, that's the biggest sign. One of the biggest signs that you're ready to make the leap is this desire to let go of something else and making a, a, a leap that does not make sense. Like quitting your corporate job, me quitting my prof- like my assistant professor job did not make sense. I was going to have a baby. Why the hell am I kid- quitting a job? Like, it doesn't make sense. I could not not do it. It was harder to keep like, and it took a long time to quit that. But I think this is our job. Like, and and you're getting the same message and that's why we're talking about it now. But I feel like really, really, really right now you're in the place where you are because you are being asked to surrender to one of the biggest illusions there is money Mm. and the more the and so you're yeah you're you're in a place right now because you are so powerful 
that you, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, this is the paradox again. I don't think the universe is testing you, but it's like, you're being asked to really practice surrender. And what's the biggest ask? The biggest ask is money. Because that is like the biggest hold on humanity. Mm-hmm. The biggest, like the biggest matrix hold is it's money. It's the biggest lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and, and the other part of this is getting to know the vessel, like getting to know like the matrix, because I can't just like say, fuck it and go live in a cardboard box. I have a son, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not there. So there are the, it's like, it's navigating like a really, in, I just finished watching like stranger thing. I binged all four seasons again. And there was like the really elaborate, like the underground gross, like yeah, tunnels and all that. It's like, it's gross, but like, we have to understand it in order to navigate it. Right. And so yeah. for me, it's like, okay, I, I know that there are parts of this experience being in the matrix that I have to consciously say, okay, I am going to do this. And it, it's, it's like for the purpose of my navigating, like we can't just like blow it all up. We can't just like blow it all up and, and live, you know, in a tent. I mean, you can, and some people do yeah. just like live in a tent on, you know, but that's not, that's not what I'm called to do either. Um, because I, you know, we have to be able and willing to navigate it in service of working through it. Yep. It's another paradox. It's like, <laughs> it's just, so we have, paradox. yeah. Exactly. We just need to feel it. We need to experience it. We need to know it. We need to know what we, in order to, to, na- to navigate. It's another vessel. It's just another vessel, like the human body, the matrix. We got to know it so that we can navigate through it in our own unique way, right? Yeah. And right now you're doing that. I'm doing that. You know, you and I both right now, we're not like, let's just say we're not rolling in the dough. <laughs> we, <laughs> but. I truly believe that we, oh, well, I know for myself, I'll speak for myself. I always have what I need. And again, I have been pulling on, on family quite a bit, but like, I'm always provided for, and I always get what I need. And whether that's, you know, the sources where it comes from matters not at this time. And in terms of like time. So I feel a lot more healed around the time wound probably than like a lot of the people that I support and the earth angels and um, like intuitive leaders that I work one-on-one with. And what I can say about that is like, again, it's not like I can just like say fuck linear time and never, you know, like how would I ever have engagements or clients or it's like, I don't do time. So I can't be on your podcast. Like that is you know, it, we have to, again, we have to be able and willing to what I'm hearing in this moment is to be intentional and conscious about the ways that we are navigating these constructs in service of be like allowing ourselves to be empowered within them. Mm, right. Be empowered within them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, we know it and yeah. Uh, for example, yeah, like exactly. That's it. Like I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. We, you know, there are certain things like we have to use systems like Instagram and, you know, the, in order to, and those we could say, we could say they are algorithm configurations of the matrix. Um, but you know, that's, we, we navigate it in our own way. We find our own way through it. And 
And I mean, that's the whole point. Like I can just see like Neo right now. Like mm-hmm. we're kind of like Neo doing in our the matrix. Yeah. You know, that bending, like the way he bends time in a way it's like, once you know it, you can bend, you can bend time. You can bend the, the, the matrix, uh, met, uh, what is it? Metrics, matrix, metrics, matrix, you- metrics. Yeah. We were just talking about matrix metrics, which are like, for me, it's like how many views did my last reel get on Instagram and things like that, where it's like, you can be, um, I'm just going to, I hate this term, but like, you can be a slave to those metrics, right? Yes. Like you can, you can be kind of at the, at the whim of those saying, metrics, yeah. or you can see them as an experiment, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I posted a reel yesterday and I was like, it was just, it felt good. I was like kind of shuffling through ideas. And this one was like the one it landed on. It's where my, I was following my energy. And then I got to see the metrics reflect that. Like it, it was one of my top viewed reels of all time. And it's like, we can, we can use these metrics to get information about the ways that we are doing a good job of following our energy and, and see the outcome. It's like, okay, well, again, uh, for me, for money, it's like, I let go of um, something that was just really weighing heavy on my energy. I let go of it. And then I saw I had like a thousand dollar opportunity pop up out of nowhere. Right. So, so we can see these, the ways that time or money or these like matrix metrics show up to understand how we're like, almost like manipulating <laughs> or, or like well, you said, like bending our, yeah. the, the way that we, we are interacting with the matrix. Right. And how do we know that? We know that by our emotions. So if you are like, mm. if you're in a, in a situation, pay attention to, pay attention to your uh, reactions to time, your reactions to money, your, your reactions to social media or in, intake of uh, intake of media is very much one. Notice how are you feeling? Are you feeling anxious? Is your body feeling like tight? Are you feeling like, and that's an indication that it's time to start bending it. So what's the opposite of that feeling? Joy or like, okay, so what would it take for you? Ease. Ease is a huge one. Ease. What would it take for you to feel ease around this? Stop following these people. Every time I look at this skinny girl, I'm getting like, "Eh." okay, stop. (laughs) Sorry. That's no offense to skinny girls. Like, that's not what it's, you know, there's so much you're like, following your energy. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your energy. Exactly. Always following your energy. You know, if you're working like 80 hours a week, not going to work, you know, it's not your, you know, your body's going to tell you. So it's so cool to say that, you know, your emotions will tell you your energy, your energy will tell you where you're falling into a matrix tra- trap. What's the opposite of that? And that's how you start bending the matrix. (laughs) And it's going to be so uncomfortable for those who are like just starting this journey of like, I feel massively out of alignment. I am anxious and depressed and and I'm ready to like start shifting my external experience and my internal experience. Don't shy away from discomfort. That's what I'm hearing in this moment is it was massively uncomfortable for me to shift my entire life. Um, it's really hard and you don't have to like quit your job today, 
right? But you do get to make these tiny shifts of like, maybe it's about asking your boss if you can go to a four-day work week or um, just work from, home. work from home. What feels good? Maybe starting to write your book or have one hour a week where you are wanting to coach other people because you know that that's a passion of yours, right? So they're, they're like, I'm hearing micro shifts. Like you get to incorporate micro shifts in order to begin to follow your energy in the ways that you were meant to when you came here. Yep. And I don't want to plug us or anything, but I will. You can also work with somebody like Leilani and I, because I mean... I know that working with myself, working with Leilani has uh, really helped me navigate the matrix. Like, because it's really hard for ourselves to see what our own issues are. (laughs) And then when you think of a spiritual level, right? It's like, you're dealing with the unseen and yes. Okay. So I'm an intuitive. I'm an energy worker. Yes. I can do that for other people. It's, but it, and I can do it for myself to a degree, but when I'm really in there, I need help. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. Leilani channels my starseed ancestors so beautifully. <laughs> and like, like that is like, and how many times have I cried, <laughs> like cried, you know, in the, in the, in the, um, thanks to Leilani's, you know, service. And so, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I mean, while we're plugging one another, which sounds a lot more sexual than I intended, um, <laughs> I, love that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you I, actually have an offering that is matrix. I know for yeah. when I, I just was like, I need to cut this cord to the matrix. And I think it's called toxicity severing. Yeah. I keep it. <laughs> Keep it broad because toxicity severing, I call it toxicity severing, but it's energetic cord cutting. And I call it toxicity severing because it's, it's severing the cords that are connected between you and either another person or another energetic source um, that are just keeping you from like living your life um, from doing where you going, where you need to be and working with some people like Leilani and and other people, I started to see, I got chills everywhere. I started Mm -hmm. to see that it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a cord between you and your dad or you and your sister, like it was a connection. Like it was a cord and multiple cords to you and the matrix. Yes. I've, I've done some, some women, it was very specific to like the patriarchy and like that, but like it's and and so, uh, yeah, that's part of my, part of my work is this new offering. It's not, not very new, maybe a year now. That's another thing that's shifted in the year, but this cord cutting from the matrix. Uh, and, um, yeah, I just, I, I take a look at your energetic, your energetic field, uh, your higher self and see where are the cords connected and cut that out and, and do some work. <laughs> I, if this is speaking to it all, this episode, I highly recommend you reach out to Josette. She has changed my life. I mean, I wrote a book and you're chapter one. So, I mean, honestly, my book was about my spiritual awakening and Josette was a huge part in that. So if you feel called, please, please, please reach out to her. Um, Before we get into all of the ways that people can connect with you, tell us what would your bumper sticker say this year? What is the one piece of wisdom that you want to post all over the world? Oh, wow. 
I feel like I said this last time. Did I say this last time? It's okay. There's two things coming up. First, since I'm in my hometown, and this is kind of like the guiding light, that my guiding sentence. I feel like I said this last time. La vie est belle. Life is beautiful. Yeah, because once you, yeah, because once you can, that really helps you tap into every moment of when you can say, okay, this is a shitty moment, but it, eh, I learned something. That's beautiful, right? Or like, it's a blue, there's a blue sky. I'm like, like wow. Like all the versions. We're breathing. We're living. We're, we're like breathing. the universe experiencing itself. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. The universe experiencing itself. It's so like, it's so rich, you know, it just, and it bring it draws in curiosity. So you don't just say la vie belle when it's a beautiful day, like, or it's a good day. It's like, wow, that was super weird and interesting. <laughs> you know, like something happened, you know, I, it's I, a paradox. It's a paradox. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just once you can embrace that paradox, man. And um, here comes my cat. And then um, the other one is, you know, just trust your, trust your intuition. Like mm. do what you can to just trust your intuition. Like really that's, I don't think that's a really, it's, it's a bumper sticker. Trust your intuition. Really like, like just ask yourself, how, how have you trusted your intuition today? <laughs> and I normally, People, yeah, go ahead. No, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And everybody's going to have their challenges doing and trusting it. Uh, and it's worth looking at those challenges. I'm yeah. hearing an add on to that bumper sticker is trust your intuition and be brave. Mm-hmm. Because there's this component of like, okay, we can know what our intuition is saying and I trust it. But there's also that like micro shift, right? Like what's a micro shift that you can engage in to be brave. And really, I mean, I feel like I've talked about this in other episodes, but you're basically saying yes to the universe. Every single time you trust your intuition and choose courage, even if it's a tiny shift, even it's if it's just speaking your emotional truth in a mm-hmm. relationship where it feels scary to do so, mm-hmm. right? Or or if it doesn't feel scary, I mean, there. What I'm hearing is, in order for us to move forward, we have to be able and willing to trust our intuition, i.e., trust source, trust the universe, and engage in these acts of tiny acts of courage so that the universe can continue to trust us to move mm-hmm. forward in what we're meant cool. to do here. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like, every time you take a step, it's like the universe is like, okay, I see. Yeah. You. I see. Yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like a, it's not a neutral impact to stay still when you, when you are aware of what your intuition is telling you. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Yeah. 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 So I know we spent so much time today. I love you. I love you. Tell us all how we can get in touch with you. And this will also be in the show notes. Yes, you can absolutely find me at uh, josetteleblanc.com, which is in the show notes and um, my website and then Instagram uh, at josettelbleblanc. So yeah, but you can find that, but I'm on Instagram, find me there and um yeah, I love you too. Thank you so much. And oh my you gosh. also have a podcast. Oh my gosh, I forget. Yes. <laughs> See, okay. Jo- yes, thank you. I have a podcast called Josette's Soul Salon, and uh, that's a new. It's it's a. It was born this year, and so I, it's so new that I forget about it. Like that's horrible. 
Yeah. And I've been on a couple of times. No big deal. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Highly. And talk about powerful episode. Like when, if you can listen to our first, I think it was the second, my, it was the first episode, Taboo Personas. So good. Talking about Taboo Personas. Talk about paradox. There you go. There's a, there's a powerful paradox for you. Check that out. So much wisdom. Thank you so much, Josette, for sharing your time and energy space with us. I love you. You're so needed here. And I can't wait to have you back on. (laughs) Anytime. Hmm. Oh, friends. (laughs) I am so grateful you're here for this conversation that we just had. And again, part two is forthcoming. We'll drop next week. There are so many concepts. These concepts that we talk about today are really concepts that Josette and I have been unpacking for years, like since we knew each other, since we met two years ago. And so the fact that these were the messages that flowed through talking about star seeds, talking about the matrix, like helping to bring some understanding, hopefully, and some common ground and common understanding around some of these concepts. It is kind of a dream come true, honestly, as I'm as I'm sitting here in awe of, of this process. And then more to come, more to come in the part two of, of what's forthcoming. So I hope that you were able to connect with some of the concepts that we described. I love just being channels. It it just is such an honor to be able to channel this wisdom from the divine, from the universe and, and to, to package it here, to present it here. I'm grateful. If you want to connect with Josette, please check out the show notes. You can find all of her information there. If you want to connect with me, all my information is there as well. But for now, be still my friends and live into your impact. I'm so glad you're here and I'll talk with you soon.